0: Gilbert Burns looks phenomenal tonight, man. Yeah, I mean, man. he looks fantastic. He looks like... He looks like a world champion. Yeah, he looks like he belongs with the best of the best.
1: Bro, I trained so hard for this fight. I knew I could do it. I was calling these guys out for a reason.
0: Reno gets the job done. Congratulations. And Michael Chiesa oh is putting on a clinic in terms of fighting in the way that you need to in a big spot. The election is over. Colby Covington, your SMIC is done. I want you next, boy. Michael Madrick!
2: Kiesa! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier.
3: I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. <laughs> Listen to me, we're out of
2: welcome uh, come on i'll put your arm back up i don't want to that's how we should start today matt sarah is back and and matt's uh arm is up good to have you back matt i'm happy to
3: see you you look like you have such a good time with your friend bobby kelly and some people at first i do love they thought it was me and then i got upset when they thought that
2: well it's a, it's a quick look and then they realize it's not you it's small little pictures it's hard to jimmy yes sir i mean as a bald gentleman, I
3: think we get lumped into like a, like you know, people thinking that we're other people. You know how many autographs I signed? Thought people, uh, pictures I should say, with people thinking I was Dana White oh, when I was away. God. Jimmy, it happened, I was right? away. I, I'm jet lagged, buddy. I ain't gonna lie to you. When'd you come back? I got back Friday night, but that was from Vegas. So I got, you know, you leave, I left Abu Dhabi. On Thursday, but then you get back on okay. Thursday. It's weird. It's like you like go back in time.
2: what do you do in Vegas? Do you spend any time in Vegas uh, when you're there, or do you guys just you go right to the airport and come, or do you spend the night? No, no I spend the night.
3: I go. I, I touch down. I get my bag. Hit the dispensary because mm-hmm. you know I need to get and I have a nice cap. I bring my VR, Jimmy. I'm not lying when I say that. Because I've been working fools when I was in Abu Dhabi. I've been in quarantine. I've been away for like two weeks. Like four days out of that's quarantined. Like two yeah, days in no. years, two days in Abu Dhabi. Right. So, you know, I've been making the best of it, you know, in quarantine. And it helps when you got your VR with you. You know what
2: I mean, Jimmy? It does. Today is a real welterweight uh, bonanza. We have uh, Gilbert Burns, who's fighting Kamaru Usman for the welterweight belt. Well-deserved, too. I, I mean, I'm really happy about that fight. I think we're all very happy. And Michael Chiesa, who had a, a, a grueling fight with Neil Magny yes. on uh, Wednesday, yes. will, be, uh, will be on with us today. And you, the former welterweight champion. I mean, let's be honest. This is a welterweight bonanza today. Uh, I'm really happy about Gilbert Burns getting Kamaru. I am. Oh,
3: I mean, listen, I can't wait for that. He's been looking. Yeah. I mean, look at the, the, I mean, from Tyron Woodley to Damian Meyer. I mean, he's just been, yep. he's been just looking as sharp as anybody's been, as he's, as he's ever looked. He's he's uh, He's uh. looking on point and, and, and everywhere. So well-rounded, so dangerous everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait for that fight. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I just seen Michael Chiesa when I was on Fight Island. You know that? He yeah, did. And speaking of welterweights, you know, and I go, dude, how was I champ? I'm literally up to that guy's shoulders, like tops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look at you. I go, you're like, a, how tall are you? Oh, it's Kiesa? amazing. It's, yeah, Kies is tall. It's amazing okay. that he made um, lightweight. You know what I found interesting and I liked wow. is that um, I saw Anthony Pettis did a, a post and he said, uh, welterweight, welterweight Michael Kies is different. Because he has a win over him at lightweight, but it is. He's fighting. He looks so much more comfortable in this higher weight class. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Is it funny?
2: Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he looks better. Some guys look worse. Uh, some guys have a harder time. Like, Cowboy kind of had a bit of a harder time when he went up. Um, you know, it, it was a little bit back and forth. But, yeah, you're right. Yes, seems to uh, be more comfortable here. He had a weird kind of call out of uh, Colby Covington. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah.
3: It was a weird call out. It could, I don't, I, I wasn't crazy about it. Cause it's like, you know, I shouldn't be able to beat this guy. There's no world where I should be able to beat this guy. And, but you know, you got to fight the guys above you. What do you like? It's like, dude, no fuck this guy. Okay. <laughs> you guys see you finish finish Carlos Condon with a one-armed fucking Kimura.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. F that guy.
3: Gessa. F that guy. Yeah. Just because he's the bad guy, I don't mean you have to be the ultra nice guy. Let's get it. We're going to get him on. We're going to bring this up to him. I'm, I would like I'm, to
2: talk to him today. Yeah,
3: I'm friendly enough with Michael
2: that I could let him know exactly what we're talking about here. You felt like it was a little too respectful, almost like a little bit too much.
3: It's almost, or even kind of downplaying your own, like oh the guy almost like putting him on a pedestal, like saying oh this I shouldn't be able to beat him, but I'm going to go ahead and I don't know it, on paper. You should, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't look at it like that. Like, I'm going to talk to Covington him. Mass Vidal is what I think I want to see. i like to see that. Because when you talk like that, it's almost like you don't want to, that that doesn't get me excited to see it. Yeah. You have to be excited uh, to see, like, I right, mean, I shouldn't be able to beat him, but I'll tell you right now, I will beat him. I'll, I'll fucking destroy him. Like, I don't know. Who wants to show, who wants to watch you think, I don't know, almost, who wants to watch you go in there thinking, like, Talking like I, you know, I know I shouldn't. Ten out of ten times, I should lose. And it's like, what are you talking about? What the fuck? I don't know. It's a weird kind of. Thing.
2: By the way, I, so I thought of you too. Of course, during the ch- first of all, no one expected Dan Hooker to go out in the first round um, because we had we had Michael on and you had talked about like he's definitely giving away a few inches. And I loved watching him go to the body. I loved his body shots. Um, what a great way to to kind of balance out the uh, the the difference in height and reach. And man, he he looked incredible. He looked incredible, Michael Chandler.
3: Oh, he was. I mean, listen, you can't ask for a better debut. You know that was and, and Dan Hooker. Right. Dan Hooker had five hard rounds with, with with some of the best guys. I mean, look yeah. at how he, look at his fight with Dustin Poirier. He was That's and, right. Uh, Paul Felder. Uh, Paul Felder. I mean, amongst yeah. others. I mean, he's just he's a beast. So everybody's expecting some kind of battle, and you're thinking, man, the height, those knees coming up, and. Uh, Michael Chandler walked in there like he owned the joint. You know yeah. what I mean? And when he – and, you know, he did not – I don't think he backed up at all. He came in there like the fucking raging bull. He mixed yeah. up – and he has a nice spring in his step, and that's good for making up distance. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, he'd come in low high, low, high, and then he when he thought he was going back low, that's when he hit him up high. And then he – and you know what's nice about those shorter arms is when he was on all fours. He was sitting there having that arm fully cocked back. It kept trilling him in the head like a fucking cartoon.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: It was wild, wild, Jimmy. You know what I mean? Amazing. That's, that's where the hype yeah. helps. Yeah.
2: great, A great, great debut. Now, here's what I want to see, Matt. And I don't know. You know me. I don't know if I'll get the fights I want. Um, I, I still want to see Conor Gaethje. Just as a fan, I want to see that fight. What, what a, I think that'd be a fun fight. Well, I would also love to see Michael Chandler, uh, Charles Oliveira. That's the fight that I would like to see because I don't think Chandler should get a title fight right away. There's other guys that have been around. I think Poirier alluded to it. Um, if Habib does stay retired, plus either Oliveira or uh, Chandler would be an interesting matchup against Habib if he does decide to fight the winner of that fight. But Gaethje just fought him. Connor fought him. Poirier fought him. They've all fought Habib already. So how? I, I mean, who's interesting, right? Chandler or uh, Charles Oliveira?
3: How insane! I mean, first of all, you could say this about you know several many of the divisions but the 155 division is just insane Crazy. it's just insane Crazy. and uh when i think of the matchups after a debut like that with dan hooker i think he should fight Oliveira, and the winner go for fight dustin and we let's we, we have to talk about we didn't even talk about dustin and connor let's let's let I mean, i know we're gonna talk yeah. to uh we got gilbert burns coming on soon but until we get him on let's Sure. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, what did you, what, come on, what do you think?
2: I mean, I, I'm not surprised Poirier won. I, I assumed he was going to win. Um, and, you know, and you know, we've talked about, uh, I, I mean, I didn't know the calf kicks would be as devastating as they were. Conor looked really good in the first round. I mean, um, he was accurate. His striking was good. Uh, he was landing some really good shots. But, uh, I mean, Poirier is just a different fighter than he was six years ago. And, and I didn't think he, I thought he might win in the fourth or fifth. I, I didn't think it would end in the second. Um, and Connor, you know, look, the one thing about Connor is when he loses, he loses like any other fight. He doesn't make see inactivity. And I got to take my licks and I haven't been active enough. And he's right. You can't fight once every, you know, once a year and and expect to compete with, uh, with Poirier. So I hope to see him again. Um, I, I would like to see him, uh, to fight again this year, I, instead of waiting, I'd like to see him fight Gaethje this year. That's what I want.
3: You know, I mean, listen. You know what's what's very odd is like. You know what I really like? I like Family Man Connor. You know that?
2: You I, do or don't. I do.
3: I just like. Yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's more likable. He's a likable yeah. type guy. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, walking around with his kids and his family, and he seems the way he handled this fight with Dustin was was interesting. It's it was. I don't think it hurt it, but he was very friendly throughout, very respectful. You rarely see that at him. You saw that somewhat with Cowboy. Cowboy, yeah. You know, and it didn't make a difference in the performance. He was performing well. He was Listen, he knows how to fight. But it, it is interesting, though, because you, the mindset of being in, locked in that cage, uh, what I found interesting was I, it's not just being nice – throughout, but when Dustin got in that, that the octagon ready for business, Connor went up to him and gave him like a pound. Did you notice that? Yep. That I felt that stuck out to me that for whatever reason, you have to be, there's a certain part that you need. There's a, in your, in your mind, you have to be able to go to a dark place. You have to be, I feel a little savage in there because at the end of the day, you could call it a sport, and which it is, but it's the fight game. It's the hurt business, and it's it takes a certain mindset. Like I don't know, you even heard Dana like talking. Like you know, he showed up for this fight in a fucking how many foot, how many you know, a huge yacht. You know what I mean? And he's he doesn't need the money. He doesn't really need to fight. Like when you've seen him in his earlier, like when his last fight with Justin, he came out and it just—it's almost giving zero fucks if it goes one round or five or or three, whatever it was. Like he goes out there and, and is just ferocious. He was fighting well. He was landing. Another thing I should point out: Yeah, I feel the one fifty-five pound Dustin takes a better shot because a lot was shown to me when Connor landed early on on Dustin and Dustin ate him. And he was yep. and he was fine, and he was in there, you know, I think one of them looked like it it hurt him a little, but then he started actually countering and, 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 and pointing back at him, having fun in there. It didn't. Connor was about business in there, but he did not look like he was having a, a as much as a, a Dustin sitting there smiling at him, giving or pointing at him, talking to him in there. I mean when they were hitting each other with shoulder bumps. Yeah, oh,
2: that was it great. Made, yeah, because Yeah,
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. It made me feel like, man, this is... I, I felt early like, man, I think this is going to be... The longer it goes, it's going to be Dustin's fight, you know? And uh, you it know what, was something else, man. It was, because once he had him... I liked his... I liked his uh, response. I, I, who was Interview? interview? Maybe it was, uh, it was either Brett Okamoto or uh, the Schmo. I forget who it was. But somebody was asking him, about the you know him pointing at him he goes no because you know I was he was in, he would throw something and like and like take a picture of his work or admire his work that type of thing and when he got done throwing something at Dustin and then Dustin would come back and counter and start getting his timing down and he's like man you know hey I could box too like you know it was something else I, I loved hearing that from him
2: you know like you know, you know what the new the new thing might be Matt too? because you're right he's a nicer guy now it might be one of a couple things a he's Got like he's got kids now, or or I'm not sure any kids. He's one or two. Maybe that changed him a little bit. Maybe the good life made him a little less angry. And maybe all the bullshit that happened outside the cage, uh, that wasn't fight oriented, got to him. You know, like once in a while, when you have this amazing life, and you and you're risking it by doing such dumb shit outside the uh, the octagon, maybe he just it just he passed through that and was like ah. It just doesn't feel the same as it used to to be that guy who know i mean i don't know him so something changed
3: i mean listen i don't all i know is i i mean as a as a person i think it's a it's a nice improvement like it's nice i, think, yeah, I agree i think he, it looks it's, it's healthier for him you know um you know he's such a he's a great fighter and he was in that fight it's not like he wasn't in that fight you know but man something that's something else i mean what a game plan by having him grapple early the take he went for the, the way he timed that takedown was just beautiful he's exchanging a little exchanging got in on his legs big take a big step behind the knee i mean so that i mean that way i mean it takes a little bit of a pop off the punches when you get this guy grappling get some blood in those arms and legs and whatnot and and had him you know, work his way back up. By the time he gets back up, that might've made all the difference when he's landing on him after that. Sure. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, Dustin Poirier could not afford a smarter right. uh, fight. And, uh, you know, listen, it does set something up down the road, a trilogy. It's interesting to see where Conor goes from here. You know, I hear Dana say either one or two things going to happen. Either he's going to yep. sail off into the sunset, he has enough money, he doesn't have to fight again. But I don't think, I think that's the case. I think he would have done that already. He's Agreed. young. And, he's a, and, and if it's in him being a fighter, you know, he's going to want to do it. Much like you look at a guy like Mike Tyson doing something in his 50s. It's not like that. Yeah. Home, but it's kind of like the love of it is what I'm saying. If it's in, sure. you, if it's in you, you're going to want to still compete. And I think he's way too young for him to say, you know what? I think I made enough money. Because I think it's in him. I think, what else are you going to do? I mean, just, you know, there's
2: only so much golf you can play and whatever else you might play at the He'll go to WWE at the end of his career. At the end of his MMA career, I pre- he'll go to WWE just because you can be very physical there. And, and I mean, the amount of money he'll be able to make and and the amount of star power he'd have there. He's so small for that, though, isn't he? He's not... doesn't matter. He's still... I mean, Ronda did very well there. It does You know, it's like he's such a name and he's such a legit fighter name... He would absolutely uh do very well there. Um, yeah, people would love him.
3: Sell, sell his whiskey and just do what he wants to do. You know, right. he's got that FU money, you know. But again, there's stuff that money can't buy. And I think he's at the end of the day, I think he's in there, sit back, reflect, and I hey, listen. What about Tony Ferguson? What I hey, people are talking about Nate Diaz and him. Now's a good time for Nate Diaz and him. Why not? Why That's would what you he's do, gonna that? do?
2: That's you what he's gonna at- do. <laughs>
3: Looks like you didn't like that, though.
2: No, I didn't. Uh, but you're right. I think you're right, Matt. Mate, Diaz is coming up a loss. Diaz is amazing, and the fight, the fights they had were great. But I want McGregor, Gaethje. I've wanted how many years have I been That's, saying
3: that? That is wild, though. That would be. That's wild. what I want. That'd be something else. But I'll tell you right now, his leg. I mean, not that. Ah, it's true. It's not that Dustin doesn't even kick as hard as yes, as, for a good point. as yep. Justin, but you know, Justin. I'll tell you right now, guys, going to be looking at his calf like a fucking me That's looking right. at a fucking slice of uh, drunken Sicilian. They're going to be like, <laughs>
2: <at that fucking laughs> no, you're right, Matt, and and, and you know what. Those calf kicks, probably, I mean, after dealing with that from Poirier for a round and a half, who the fuck wants to step in with Gaethje where you know that's what he's going to do? Or he does that to everyone. Yeah, you're, yeah that's a good call. What yeah, about, right, about uh,
3: Barbosa? What about, I mean, dude, there's a lot of guys that could. Yeah. Kick, you know what I mean? So it is interesting. I wonder if it's the fact that he fought another Southpaw. If That's the fucking, if that has something to do with its it. What is it? Is it Is Eddie offer a Southpaw? Uh, no, Eddie's right. He is righty. He's, he's, Eddie, Eddie's right. but uh, that might
2: make a difference too. But he is accurate. Yo, Connor was fighting well. Yes, he was. He came in in great shape. He looked great. Like it wasn't like you're like ah, you can see where the money got to him. Uh, I mean, like he, yeah. he looked like he was in fighting shape.
3: But the thing is, when you see the thought of that second round, I mean, Dustin is on Dustin. Will start the fifth round like he starts the second round. Yep. you know what I mean. Like that's insane. Like it's like the, his endurance. Where we have seen Connor get a little winded in the past, a little bit, sure. I wonder if guy. I mean, listen, guys going to be looking at this. Like, look, I got to survive early, and look to take out Connor after. Connor's not going to be fighting a lot of, you know, three rounders anymore. Think about it. No, so it's like that's extra. You know, I'd be living on a fucking Versa climber if I was him.
2: <laughs> what do you think? Like, what, what do you think he goes next? I mean, again. Is it to it might be the Diaz trilogy? What I want, I'm not going to get. But again, I mean, no one if Habib stays, Poirier's not getting that fight immediately. Uh, Justin's not getting it immediately. Ferguson's coming off a loss, a bad loss. What about that? It's going to be Oliveira or what's that? What about Ferguson and him and Connor? Yes, but I was about with uh, Habib and and, uh, how great would that be? Imagine Ferguson and Connor. Come on. That's a well, great fight. That's they, a one, great fight. One, I don't see him
3: being buddy-buddy leading up to it. <laughs> okay. They're not exchanging hot sauces and shit. I don't see that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah. can't just picture it. El Kikui's,
2: you know, we like him, but I think he's a little
3: nutty in a, in a good way.
2: He's nuts. He's you know? nuts. Yeah, and, and he's... <laughs> that, that, but that is a uh, great fight, man. Ferguson. Connor, you're right, Matt. Oh, That's man. a fucking... Gaethje or Ferguson is who Connor should fight next. But he's going to go with the trilogy with Nate. Um, because the second one was such a, a good fight, and it was a decision that
3: and controversial to a point. I mean, that yeah, that could have went to Diaz.
2: I thought he won, if I remember correctly. I, th- I thought he won the fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not going near Charles Oliveira, um, you know, or, or I, I don't think uh, Chandler either. So, if connor fights again, hopefully he'll stay uh, lightweight and fight either Ferguson or Gaethje. I'll I'll take either one of them. Looking for a new home or you want to save on your current mortgage? Visit rate.com and you could get massive savings with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Rates are at a historic lows and you could land that dream home or refinance to potentially cut your current payments in about 15 minutes. Visit rate.com today to get started with Guaranteed Rate. Equal Housing Lender. Subject to credit approval. Savings if any vary based on a variety of factors. Restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLS Consumer Access
3: hey man how you doing what's up Gilbert I'm good how you guys doing good, very well man. hey Gilbert I just see I, I just seen you um celebrating Michael Chandler's win the other day
1: yeah yeah bro so happy for Michael and uh so happy with the whole thing you know he just left Bellator and uh and uh we didn't know if he was going to the UFC. That was my hope as a friend and as a fan. But he, he got a lot of good offers, and the UFC wasn't the best offer, but was good enough, and he was so competitive. They say, you know what? I, I need to fight these guys. I'm going to, to the UFC. Even if it's not the best offer money-wise, <laughs> but I'm going to. And I was so happy, and then. We the talking was about just engage. He's fighting Justin Gage, Justin Gage, and I was so excited with this fight. And then up that they give him Dan Hooker. Yeah. And Dan Hooker was my last loss in the UFC. And uh yeah, <sighs> at fifty five, And he was very tough. And uh I had no excuse, but it was a bad way cut and everything. No excuse, he beat me, and uh Dan hooker is just very tough. He's been like very, very tough after that. And I kind of didn't like the matchup because Michael was very short. Dan Hooker, a good striker. He has a good grappling. I was a little afraid, but uh. and uh but we talk about it before Henry and Michael turned the left. I told Henry, Henry, I just have a feeling that Michael is gonna knock him out in the first round. Uh. I, I don't know. I just had that feeling. I don't know. And then I was watching the fight. And I got very, very nervous, like very nervous. I saw that hook was a little relaxed. Michael was feeling, and boom. that as soon as he finished, I was so happy. I was like, I got I got crazy. My gate, for my community, the gate called me, hey, something. everything is good. Neighbors are complaining. A lot of noise in there saying, no, sorry, everything is good. So I got crazy. I got super happy for Michael Channel. You know,
3: I was, when you look at the height difference, I was thinking the same thing. But then, you know, your your coach and Michael Chandler's coach, Henry Hooft, he's a I mean, he's a very tall lanky striker. So if anybody knows what to watch out for, I mean he's in, I thought about that, I go, man, he's in great hands with Henry. Because not only is he a phenomenal striker, he is that tall lanky guy. He knows to watch out.
1: Yeah, he's very tall. And he said it's very hard to land the knees when you're walking backwards, right? If you're coming forward to throw a knee, it's easier. But when you're going back, it's super hard to throw yeah. a knee. And then and the thing with Michael Chandler that people don't people people don't believe in Michael. Michael is so quick. And I just saw you, 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 you singing the the be, falling in and out of love. Yeah. The in and out yes. the in and out from Michael Chandler wow Michael Chandler, he covers the distance. He's so quick. He has a good right hand that sometimes we are holding the pads together. So me and he hold pads with him. So he goes first. I wait. I go when they saw him. Sometimes he's throwing the right hand I'm like me. The right hand is quick and looks so hard in here. And here says it is very hard. So uh, I wasn't surprised with the with the power with, with Michael Chandler. But the movement, I was like, man, Michael Moore is so good. He he's that kind of guy that he can't fight. He gonna, he's going to show up and he just, he just he can fight bro
2: what do you think Gilbert uh, who, again I know we don't know yet but who do you think he matches up with next uh, I'm thinking Oliveira um, it, it seems like a very very logical matchup at least as a fan that's one I'd like to see uh, what, what do you think do you think because I think he needs one more fight before he gets a, an immediate title shot um, one, yeah. one more guy in the top five and, and Oliveira has certainly earned his place
1: yeah I think I don't know yeah, I think it, it will be a crazy matchup against Oliveira. Everybody will watch that one. But, like, I, I have the, it, it's two sides of Gilbert right now. Gilbert is a friend. I want the closest path for Michael for the title shot. Sure. But I, as a fan, whew, I want to see Michael Chandler against Justin Gaethje. That's the fight that I really want to watch. And, and Michael Chandler against Dustin Poirier. Those are two fights yeah. as a fan. I want to watch these fights, you know, it's it just going to be crazy. That's the two that I, that I most want to watch.
2: Well, you know, a fight we want to see, and I'm happy it's happening is Gilbert Burns against Kamaru yes. Usman. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yes. it's you, uh, that's a great matchup. I mean, he's a great champion. Uh, you know how dangerous yes. he is and how, and how powerful he is and he can go for a long time. I mean, his cardio is great. Yes. Um, so I'm happy for you. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm true. I'm very excited like you said Camaro is a tremendous champion a good grappler more on a, more on the wrestling side more on 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 the control zone a good striker people underestimate a lot he's striking he can strike very good cardio for days but if he's one guy on the whole division that can match very very good against me, it's me right there i can grapple i got the power in my hands i got the speed i got the cardio and I got my jujitsu there. That's going to be a big difference on that fight. And then I cannot wait for this fight.
3: Now, look, uh, Gilbert, I know what happens in training stays in training. I don't. Yes, Jimmy don't understand. For sure. Jimmy wants to know all the behind-the-scenes shit. I know <laughs> we don't talk about that. We're fighters. But, yeah. but you guys, Jimmy would keep bringing up how you keep wanting this fight, so bad with Kamaro. And he brings up that you worked with him a lot. So you must know something. You yeah. must you felt it. How much work? Do you guys work a lot? Were you guys like main sparring partners? Oh, wow. You guys get that much working or a lot. We got a lot of
1: working since the black season since 2012 and then 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Wow. So it's about eight, eight years working together. Wow. And uh I didn't get to go with him every single session, you know, because we got so many good guys, you know. But every time that I want, especially me, that I won a good test on wrestling. It's always every Wednesday is a wrestling, the hard wrestling go wrestling on Monday too, but it's a wrestling and MMA wrestling and wrestling a little striking, and Wednesday is a pure wrestling. Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I was looking for Kamara, you know, because he was the tough one on the wrestling and I want to test myself, get better with these guys. Uh, Friday was more more, more pure grappling and everyone was chasing me on the training. Uh, and we were kind of the captains of the team because like you like you know, uh, a lot of... So we fighting and Henry went out to fight Ireland. Kanye went out. Coach go out. So when the coach go out, me, I'm the guy that running the, the, the grappling sessions, and he was the guy that running the wrestling sessions. So we're kind of the captains, little captains from the team when the coach wasn't there. And uh, yeah, I got so much work with Kamara. And to be honest, he beat me up a couple of times. I beat him up a couple of times. He just, but war, the, like you said, it's not good to say, oh, I did this, I did that. No, but was always. Always very competitive, like always a good one that if we put me and tomorrow and we put Michael Chandler and uh, and Jason Jackson, if you put all the other guys, most of the eyes will be on me and tomorrow because we're going to get after, you know, we're going to get crazy. And that was always competitive on the grappling, on the wrestling, on the striking. And uh, we put so much work in that. We know each other strengths and weakness, you know. We know, but we like we did on the practice a couple of times on the sport, we, I think that, thing, that fight is going to be crazy because we both don't give a shit. We're both going forward, and we're going to collide, and we're going to strike, and we're going to grapple, and we're going to wrestle. And uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm very excited.
2: You know, you wonder, too, because you, you never – it's so funny with fights. Like, everybody thought Colby – and Kamara would, would be spending a lot of time on the ground. And, and literally the entire fight was, uh, was standing up. Sometimes it seems like when, when two guys are so dangerous on the ground, uh, it, it doesn't always wind up on the ground. But you're saying you think it definitely will.
1: No. Me fighting against anyone on that division, you guys always going to see grappling. Might be a little bit, might be like uh, what, what happened with them and my little bit with grappling wasn't that much, but we did grapple. And uh, I don't care. On the Woodley fight, we did grapple. I took him down a couple of times. So on my fights, you can expect grappling. You, you're going to see grappling. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, explore that area a lot on every single one of my fights.
2: Now, and as much as he, you know him from having uh, seen him in the gym so much, does it kind of put pressure on you to change something as well? Because For sure. I mean, he's obviously yeah. seen you where you're like, I have to do something that he's not going to expect.
1: For sure. I think you both... We both work on getting a little better in a certain area that we have a little weakness and we both bring a little surprise, you know, a little extra cherry for that fight because I haven't been being working with him over seven months, I think. Last time that I did train with Kamaru, he gave me one round to that fight with Tyrum Woodley. He do he did give me one round. And uh, when I came back from uh from the Damian Maya fight that was back in March, and I was about to fight Woodley, didn't have a day we were talking. He came here that, at the garage and when we and we spar here. But long there was a couple, a lot of rounds that we did here, and the one time. So it's been six, seven months that I didn't train with Kamara, and I, he got a new team, a new coach. I, 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 I think I gotta believe. That he's putting new tools on his thing, you know, on his arsenal and getting and might come with a little new thing here, there. I saw Trevor Whitman is very good on boxing. I think he, his hands might be a little sharp, you know, like a little bit more combination. But like, like if you wrestle, you wrestle, you know, like I think if something happened, if I hit him hard. And if I rock him a little bit, he what he gonna do? He he gonna wrestle, you know. And then I think we're gonna grapple on that fight. And I I strongly
3: believe that we're gonna grapple on that fight. I love it, man. Hey, you know I'm a fan of the jujitsu. Let me ask you about the thoughts on this on this matchup. I'm hearing about. I'm hearing that close to finalizing Woodley versus Vicente Luque. What are your thoughts on yes. that? What do you think of that? I love I love that fight. Vicente is
1: my brother. Vicente is a guy that. Is the only 170 guy in the UFC that will never fight because he's like a brother to me. He's he's gonna be on my corner, and I'll be on his corner for that fight. So, and I was in Brazil uh, a couple, I think, uh, before my camp. I was there training with him for my yeah. fight, and I, we were, we were working on on giving on getting a good fight. And I even talk about, hey, keep training, just give. A, you need you need to talk to an opponent. Don't don't hurry. You wait a little bit. So they were talking a lot about Demi Maya and ended up being Woodley. I'm very happy with that matchup for my guy, Vicente Luke. And I, that guy hits so hard. I think I think Woodley have to get his 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 things together, you know, and then show up in that fight. If he if he's sleeping with Luke, he's gonna be a. I don't know if it's gonna be a long night. Or if it's gonna be a quick night for Woodley if you don't, you know, don't don't show up a little a little more hungry on that fight. What do you think is going on with Woodley?
2: Yeah.
3: You think he lost some of the hunger? He fell in and out of love with it? Sorry. But
1: what happened there? I don't know, you I don't know. I, I'm not on the guy's shoes. And sometimes you become a champion there. And sometimes you you conquer. You're made to your goal. You're yeah, made that's... to your your dream. You achieve it. And then sometimes it's like you lost a little bit. So, and then, I don't know, with me, I always have that. So when my, my first goal as an athlete was become a Black Belt World Champion. That was everything for me. And then I never thought about money. I never thought about anything. I just want to become a Black Belt World Champion. And then that's it. So I worked super hard. Second place, third place, won the nogi, won the Abu Dhabi. Finally, I won the Gi. That was my dream. And after that, I had that. Like, what's next? And I had that for the whole night, I couldn't sleep and I was thinking like, man, what am I gonna do now? And I, I had the answer, I said, you know what? And now I'm gonna do it May. And then- You didn't do it the
3: before that?
1: No, did I did, I oh. never throw a punch. I never throw a punch. Get the fuck out, really? You never, never. threw a punch? Not, never. 2011, I had two street fights and I knocked the guy out like that. Like, I punched the guy. <laughs> like, I have one knockout on the street. Oh shit! But did you have your
3: <laughs> did you have your thumb inside like this? Did you have- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The hand was like that.
1: <laughs> Boom. And I took the guy down, but that was only one street fight. So 2011, as I became world champion, and then I saw my transition to MMA. Say, okay, now I'm gonna do MMA, and everything just went super quick. So I won the awards on Sunday, Wednesday. Wednesday, I met Vito Belfort, and he needs a guy to help on his jiu-jitsu. And then he asked, do you want to do MMA? I said, yeah, I want to do MMA. I was just, that was just my thing. Right now, I want to do MMA. And then Saturday, I was in Vegas with Vito, and I started training Extreme Culture. And then first time I saw Michael Chandler, Evan Dunn, Tyson Griffin, Jay Hero, and Mark Kemp, all these guys on the mat, and they beat me up, and then that, that's how I started. How old were you when you started learning the striking, the punching, specifically? I would say 2011, so now I'm 34, 2021. Ten years ago, it was 23 to
3: 24. That, that's fucking insane. That's on-the-job training. Because your hands, the, not only do you have power, but your accuracy, the combos and yeah. shit. Did you take to it very naturally, like you did jujitsu.
1: <laughs> that was pure hard work. Okay. I, I, on the beginning... Vitor taught me a lot of things, like how to punch it. How so? I start with Vitor, give him Vitor for giving, Victor giving me a lot of good insight. That's how you punch it, boom. And then back then in Vegas, I worked a lot of Ray Seffel and coach Gil Gil Melendez. That those guys worked a lot. I was I was doing I was I was a horse working because they have the pro class at ten thirty something like that, and the night class at six. But every day. I, I just fell in love with boxing, with striking. I want to get better. And I called, I, I asked the boxing coach, hey, what time is the boxing session? He said, oh, we got session, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. I said, which one is better for me? He said, come at 7. And I was just, I was there. I was in Vegas for like five months. Every day at 7 was there. I was doing 7 a.m., pro class, night class, helping people Jiu-Jitsu. 7 a.m., so I was doing that for a couple of years. And then we moved to black moved here for the Black in 2012. We moved to Florida. And then I met Henry Hoof. And then I was every day uh, Michael Johnson, Kamar Woosman, Eddie Alvarez. I was training those guys every day, twice a day. And uh and I was just very heavy myself. I was I was always like, even now, I sport, right? If I have my wife, and every single time that I sport, she films. And then later, I watch the tapes, I send for the coach. When I finished the sport, I thought I did very bad. You know, like, man, why were those so slow? Why did I do that? And then I'm kind of like, after training, trying try to relax, but I'm overthinking. And then when I saw the video, sometimes I did everything that I was planning to do, and I did very good. And then I'm like, okay, that wasn't that bad. That was good. But I always like that. And then that makes me work even harder because I I, I don't know. I don't know what I, why I have that. Sometimes I hate that because I feel very bad after training. The guy man, just beat me up. And then I feel like that I didn't do enough. And then I need to do more. Then I go to the bag. Then I do pads. And I always, it's always that mentality that's it's not enough. I need to do more. It was always that mentality. So
2: your wife will tape you and you'll actually watch it. So do you watch a lot of uh, tape on other guys too? Like, are you, uh, do you like watching tape on other guys or do you only watch yourself to pick up uh, mistakes and things you do well?
1: See how watch every, every I watch. So as my fights get, get, get done. I watch the guy, every single fight, every single thing that I see from the guy. I want to, I want to know everything. So I start watching and make a lot of notes from the guy and things that I see. And uh, I have my Jiu-Jitsu guy that helped me so much. now Wagner Russia, so for that Wagner goes in, and I say, Hey, I see what you see on that clip, on that minute, I, and make a lot of notes he sees. Things that I see in striking, sometimes I talk to the coach about it. But yeah, I watch a lot. I watch every single sporting that I do, and I watch every single thing from Kamaro as of right now, my opponent, every single thing.
3: I was just gonna say, man, we're talking about your striking. Isn't it great when you you've developed it or you you found out that you had power in your hands? Because you got guys like Damian Maya, who I love, Damian Meyer, man, I, I'm a huge fan. But that guy's not cracking too many, he's not cracking too many eggs up there. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not yeah. developing that power. He can spend his, his, all day long on the heavy bag, but he's not gonna develop that power that you have, that some guys are almost gifted, but then they develop it. Some guys can't develop that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't, don't de- develop that. But
1: I don't know. I, I put, it wasn't easy. on the beginning, they said I hit hard. But I thought, I said, oh, those guys are just, I don't know, whatever. And I wasn't feeling that. And then I always had power, but I never had the technique. So I was drilling, drilling, going to a boxing guy. So at the camp, I'm all day at the gym. After camp, I was, you know what, I'm going to do those three weeks, you know, that I should rest. I'm going to do a lot of boxing, go to a boxing gym, pay the guy, do a lot of actual work. And then my hands was getting, i coming back to the gym, the like, oh, your hands are better. And then I was getting the techniques, Vitor, Vitor Belfort, Tyron Spong, Henry Hoof, all these guys at the gym. And then I just kind of learning how to throw a punch with a little bit more precise, a little bit more technique. And then I I put two heavy bags in my garage. My garage is a full training. I have wall pads, walls, uh, uh, mats on the floor. Two heavy bags. I'm I just train. You know that's what I like to do. Anything happen, I go there, shadow box a little bit. Go to the bag, boom, 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 boom. Get a couple guys come to it, hold the mitts for me, and then I like it. You know I like I like to get better. It's just I don't know. Just think that I. I just love to get better, and then I love to train. Even people are what's your hobby? What do you do for a hobby? And then i uh like, oh. we, we hobby, hobby. After the fight, when I'm done, I, I just get a little vacation. For sure, the body needs it. But then when I'm back from vacation, I just put my gear on and train with the gear. That's, that's
3: my hobby right there. Oh, I love the gay. What about, what about like, what are you watching or reading books or streaming? You're watching anything on Netflix? You have any go to shows? You watch your wife? Let me know. I'm always looking to know. I, I watched The Night Stalker recently. Holy fuck. I, I
2: saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. That
3: like was a good,
1: good documentary.
2: I, Holy Yeah. Shit.
3: Well,
1: yeah. I got, I got to watch this one. I'm, uh, I'm reading a, bo- a book in Brazil called The Only Focus. It's a good book in Portuguese. I don't, in Portuguese, it, uh, like the only fox that's how he's yeah. in Portuguese, but for sure, he they translate from here. But and uh, exactly. the thing that I'm watching in in Netflix, it's uh, my brother made me watch it, then my wife she don't like it anymore. But Dexter, oh, I, I was watching okay. Dexter,
2: that's you're yeah. gonna say, Cobra Kai, all right. Uh, that's the old one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dexter's a little
3: twisted, yeah. man, yeah, crazy. Serial killer. <laughs> I might actually get back into that.
2: I never watched it. I saw a couple episodes. I, I, a girl I used to date loved it. And because she loved it, I wouldn't let myself watch it because uh, we broke up. So I didn't want to enjoy anything that she liked. So I never actually gave, <laughs> I never gave Dexter a chance. It's cool.
1: I, I got caught up. I kind of stopped a little bit now, but I got caught up. I like, I like Dexter. Hey, was there
2: anything, too? We talked about you're, you're watching tape and you're like a student of, of tape. Was there anything, since you've already fought the fight, I can ask you, was there anything you saw in Tyrant? that you said, I can capitalize on that. Because you, we talked about him. He's lost yeah. three fights, but he looks like he hasn't won a round. And it's, it's, that's not, he's a better fighter than that. And I don't, I don't know what it is that has happened to him. Um, was there something you saw when you watched tape?
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of things when I watched the tape. I, I watched it that I it could take him down because as soon as he caught me with the punch, he forget about anything. He loads up a lot. I know anytime that I want to take him down, the take down will be right there. Uh, I saw my overhand right counter connecting on him. And the, the I think the main thing that I see on Tyrone Woodley's game was he waits a lot. So when the guy waits a lot for my game is so easy because then I I can do whatever. And when the guy's waiting, I I don't wanna be predictable and I wanna make him very busy. I don't wanna give him because he needs so he's waiting to get the moment to go. I'm not I'm not gonna give that split second that he can go. I'm gonna make him so busy. So that's why I was throwing a lot of kicks, a lot of fake, a lot of hands, hands, kick. I was doing everything and all the time making him busy to don't get don't give him a little time because he won that the thing that Camaro does very good too. They want to give a, a huge fake, that faint. So you stop and then they take the action. But when the guy's very busy on top of you, like Kobe, Kobe on with week, and with Woodley, he just said, "I'm gonna throw everything on these guys. They're not gonna have that time yeah. to stop me." And that was the same, the same mentality that I that I saw with with Adam Woodley. Gotta be make that guy very busy. I gotta throw everything all the time, moving forward, put pressure in, in and out, changing level, and a lot of things on him. That that was my my main thing against Tyron Woodley because he waits a lot.
2: Okay, yeah, to, to load up maybe for uh, yes. Yeah, so, some guys seem to want to. I guess if you, the knockout power, it's kind of hard to probably not rely on that. If you, if you guys who have that that one punch knockout power, it's got to be very tempting just to kind of hold off and wait for the perfect shot to try to knock somebody out.
1: Yeah, and uh, that that was something that I failed in the beginning a lot because as soon as I get my first knockout on the UFC, I was like, wow, I can knock these guys out, and I have two knockouts: one with the right hand, one with the left hand before the UFC. And when I got to the UFC, I have overhand right, I have uppercut right, and with Damien Mike, I have the, 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 the left hook. But b- before the fight with Damien, that's one, even one of the reasons. That, that's that's why I say my last loss was from Dan Hooker. And that doesn't mean it was just a weight cut. I don't want to give all the oh, excuses with just a weight cut. No, I, lo- I still loading up a lot on that fight because I was in love with my power. And uh, that was a big lesson that I learned in that fight because I have power. I don't need to load up. The load up just, I'm letting you see that I'm throwing. But if I throw as quick as I can, the power is there already. I'm just throwing quick. And uh, that was a big lesson that I'm thankful with that loss against Dan Hooker because it made me realize I don't need to load up punches anymore. The punches, I already have power. So I gotta throw it very quick, as quick as I can. You if you don't see it, even better because it's gonna hit you so hard. So that was a big learning experience. And I think Tyrone will still have that. He has a big hand, but he loaded up too much. And then I, I can't see everything's coming, you know.
2: Yeah. Gilbert, thanks, man. We uh we uh were fans and this is a fight that I Matt and I definitely both wanted to see. You deserve the shot. And again, Kamara was such a great fighter. This is gonna be an incredible fight, February the thirteenth for the welterweight uh, belt. And uh, good luck man. I we appreciate it. We'll talk to you after.
1: Thank you guys so much. My pleasure.
2: Oh my god, the guns. Thank you. All oh, like, the guns. I, I have just, guns, Jimmy. You certainly do. Oh, Jimmy,
3: know what you should get yes. on, on your Oculus Quest 2? My A wife, bra, cuz I can't stop eating. <laughs> what <do> those stomach <laughs> rings get no listen it's uh it's called uh what is it fitness rx or something so like you go to music and you and when you're you're punching like glowing like balls of light to music uh-huh. dude my wife does it she's dripping sweat all over i was doing it my edwin Dude, what the fuck just happened oh my i'm right here buddy you're there, but I'm, I don't see anybody. Let me see if
2: I. What's it called? Tell me what it's called, Max. I'll buy it right now while you and I are chit-chatting. I will get it on, on my Oculus.
3: It's called Fitness Fitness RX, I think. Jimmy, it's so good. Jimmy, it's good because I did it and I was just—I My shoulders were burning. I'm like, oh, dude, I did like a three. I did like a ten-minute one.
2: Fitness. Edwin, you know my brother-in-law. Edwin? XR Fitness I, XR. Now get that.
3: It's get XR. That.
2: Trust thirty. $20-something.
3: Yeah, Jimmy. If you go to a, one of your shitty uh, Peloton classes, whatever you call those things, what is it they
2: call? Peloton? I don't know. I don't know. Very <laughs> it's very expensive. Jimmy, Jimmy,
3: buy it. Don't be a, Don't be like that. It's not a lot. Trust me. If you go to pay for a workout, you're
2: paying more than that. All right. I, I worked I, out today. We'll see. Did get you get it? X. Did you get it? XR, FitXR. I did. I did you, yeah, did I, you, I have to do it. It's installing. Me.
3: I don't know but we'll see. You're going to we'll see As we yeah. hear, to go to my Zoom. Oh, I'm back. My screen went off. I was just That's talking right. about seeing you. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy, it's fun. So, yeah, these guys, like Michael Chiesa, uh, Gilbert yeah.
2: Burns. God, he looked good. He yeah, looked really like, good, yeah, Michael Chiesa.
3: Dude, Neil Magny is is no joke. That's you know right. What I mean? So now, I mean, what is he on now? Like a
2: four-fight win streak? Four-fights, yeah. And, and, and that was after he dropped a couple. He had uh, lost to uh, Kevin Lee and Pettis yeah. and uh, two so submissions I, in a row. And, and now, after Pettis. Condit, he's won three straight after Condit.
3: I told you what Pettis said. And Pettis said it right. He said it correct. He said, The wealth of weight, Mike Mav is different. You understand? He's different. Yeah, he's different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Pull up to the scene with the ceiling missing. Pull up to the scene with the ceiling missing. Hold on, Matt. Let me ask you a question. Oh, that's two chains, Is that what you were going to ask? Who was that? Two chains.
2: No, I was going to say, I remember you had alluded oh. to something with Tyron Woodley a while ago, and uh, I never uh, heard follow-up. You know
3: what? I was going to be in his music video, either me or a little animation of me, but then, uh, okay. I don't know. Then something happened. The Kobe fight didn't go right, and then maybe that put a... Put maybe he waited to push it back. Oh. I don't know. All I know is that's a great song, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. I know you are. I fell in love with the song. Never fell out of it. You know what I mean, Jimmy? You
2: but fell Jimmy, in, in and more in love with it. In and more in love with it.
3: Jimmy, 1.7 million people. Do you know that? Oh, I'm sorry. Is that re- what is that? That's how many people seen in one day the uh, new Dana White looking for a fight. With myself and Dean Thomas. 1.7. It had a million views in under a day. Yeah. I'm not bragging. Habib no. is in the episode. And Abib, the powerful Habib is in the episode. So he brings a lot of eyes, you know? Yeah.
2: I'd say 1.7 million of them, yeah.
3: Yeah. Now you're, <laughs> just, now you're, goofing. Now you're goofing on Dean Thomas because he brings in a lot of people. <laughs> you know? So, we had such a good time, Jimmy. I mean, yeah. I Thomas riding camels. You
2: looked like you did. I was following your Instagram. It seemed like you guys were having fun. We have fun. I have fun with Dean Thomas. He's a fun guy, you know? Yeah. Did you do anything scary or is it all just fun shit?
3: Uh, I mean, we, we, we uh, rode ATVs. We, we, we jumped on camels. Nothing scary. Nothing scary, Jimmy. How's camel? Are they friendly? Uh, they seem like kind of like pricks. They're they dicks, to, right? They're like dickheads. Yeah I, yeah, I don't I'm not hanging out with no camel. One of the, his camels getting a little close to me with his big head. You know, yeah. Yeah. they think
2: they're hot shit because they got the water storage. <laughs> they, fucking, they think they're fucking badass because they don't need they, they, a they're kinda, to They're kind of
3: cool to, to ride on, though. You're like, boom, 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 you know, like yeah. they sat on that thing and uh, we went. It's not, that's not the first time I've been on a camel. And no, sad yeah. or weird. I've been on a camel with Dean Thomas in Mexico, too. Hell really, my, yeah, man. shit we gotta, But anyway,
2: we had We were, in I e- wouldn't mind petting a camel, I feel like petting I mean, an we're animal not in man. Egypt.
3: What the fuck am I talking about? I go, when you're in the desert, you know, you should jump on a camel. You know, it seems like the place to do it, Jimmy. Yeah, you know. But I listen, man, I had a fucking blast, you know. And uh, what fight am I? We should, talk, are we going to talk about the card or are we getting uh, Michael uh, cancer?
2: Yes, should be here soon,
3: okay, okay. Because we talked a lot about um, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Michael, yes, Chandler, we did. Uh, Michael Chandler, his um, debut was fantastic. Amazing. He's a, yeah. he's such a great addition and uh, could be future champ. I mean, he's right. He's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Joanne Calderwood defeated Jessica Ai, and yeah. that Yeah. She did that pretty handily. She,
2: she did. She and uh, did 30-27, uh, I think, all three, right? Because she kicked her in the face, that was the, I'm glad you didn't. Oh yeah, and by the way, our Amanda uh, Hebus getting knocked out, uh, oh, getting yeah. dropped oh. by uh, uh, Marina Rodriguez. Uh, that was. That was I, I didn't. I didn't think that was gonna be an easy fight anyway. She was 12 and one. Rodriguez. She, she wasn't like, you know, she didn't have. A, she had a great record, so I, I was think almost we kind of uh, sold her short. That was that was
3: rough because her yeah. kind of jumped in, kind of didn't like, and and then uh, she she walked off. You saw. Um, who was it? Marina walked off.
2: Um, was that Herb Dean? Herb Dean, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when Marina, oh, he touched her, right? Or he didn't touch? She touched him. Yeah. She hit his arm and walked away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Then all of a sudden she ran back in there, and then then he did a good stoppage. Then he jumped in and uh, yeah. You know, we should give some. You know, there was some controversy with, um, you know, my buddy, my one of my buddy and students, Matt Favola. He he yeah, he lost uh, a yeah. decision to Arman. To scarf to, to, how do you pronounce it? No, that?
2: it's uh uh Sarukian.
3: Okay. Sorukian, yeah.
2: Sorokin!
3: Sorry, Jimmy. That's old. That's, it's okay. <laughs> like an idiot child sometimes. just fucking at shit. I got jet leg I got jet lag too.
2: Nasrat I, uh Hagparest, uh dropped out. So he was supposed to fight he
3: dropped out because he got I mean, look what happened, right? I mean the, the one the, somebody got what, what's his name that got was
2: it been uh or, I I uh
3: Yeah, yeah. They got thrown out of the UFC because Praised they were me, yeah. giving their bracelets to people and stuff. That sounds it seems so silly, you know? Oh, hey man. So but I hey, listen, uh those Armin, it, it, what a what a what a what a fighter, huh? But I, I want to give a lot of props props to Maddie, man, because Matt, they could have gave Matt his, his winning show money. He said F that he still fought a new guy right? and uh, a guy who now he was even bigger on the dog and he showed up. Matt was in that fight. Matt had some good Barry. moments in that fight. Good yes, reversals. He, he was in that fight and he, and he's just such a warrior. So, you know, big props to Matt Vavola for stepping up and that guy Armin is just a beast. So uh, I want to see what's next
2: with he's, him. Yeah. Yes. Rookie's great. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy. He stayed in and took that fight, but it's crazy how fast things can change. And, uh, you know, for them to—he was thirteen and zero. Um, yeah, uh, as I cool. hear, as I as I hear, was thirteen and zero, and uh, he's out. So that that's a serious offense. When the UFC gets rid of a guy the day before who's thirteen and zero, it, it's obviously a, a tremendous uh, fuck up.
3: Jimmy, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, listen, he's a young kid. Maybe he could work his way back. Uh hey man, it, we have to talk about. Prad Tavares defeating uh Shoeface. Oh, Carlos Jr. I like Antonio Carlos Jr. I love his jujitsu, he's got yeah. some beautiful jujitsu, uh, improved striking. He was trying to strike his way in and out, but I gotta say something about Prad Tavares's wow. big down defense. The defense was amazing yeah. on point, on yeah. point, man. For I mean, he was in on deep doubles and he ran back to the cage on the cage. He would hike up with his underhooks to bring up his. The grip that um, Antonio had around his legs and waist—I'll yeah. tell you, Brad Tavares did the homework with the uh, takedown defense, and and, yeah. and he's a guy that's been in there a while. And uh, I'll tell you right now, he looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. Yeah. So I'm happy. That was that was that was something else. I, I did not expect. I expected maybe a takedown or two. I mean, he just and then when he did get him taken down, Brad Brad scrambled his way back up. You know, so. Props to Brad Tavares on a great fight,
2: yeah. 30 30 30 27 across two and 20 on 28. But yeah, that that takedown defense was uh was really incredible. Speaking of um, takedowns, no, no, go ahead, Jimmy, you gotta finish it.
3: No, no, you gotta <sighs> take downs. I didn't know if you were still talking, I'm just fucking hyped. No, up. no, I, I go through intervals. Uh, Juliana Pena, oh, oh, shoot, we're gonna have to get back to this, but because we have yeah. guess already, but Juliana Pena, yes. defeated Sarah McMahon and with a third round submission rear naked show. Right. I thought, she, and, and they talked about Sarah's back takes, how she was going up too high and losing position. And and then when Juliana got on top, her jujitsu was just better. It was just more on point. She was controlling those hips. She took her time to get the back. And then she took that, that rear naked. I was so impressed with Juliana. I Oh, there's Michael Chiesa. Don't you feel cool with with that kind of black eye? That's a cool black eye. (laughs) It's
0: not bad. A couple stitches, no
3: big deal. It almost looks like like painted on. It's like a pretty (laughs) one. It's not like an ugly one.
0: Yeah, I have like eyeliner. It looks it's like right on my eyelashes, along my lashes. Like I have purple eyeliner.
3: Hey man, congratulations! I told you that when I seen you over there.
0: What a great fight! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, the fight didn't go how I thought it would. I really was looking forward to showcasing my striking a little bit and pushing for the takedowns as the fight went on just because given it was the the short-notice main event spot, I was like, I kind of adjusted the game plan a little bit. But, uh, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man.
2: Yeah, if it's work. Isn't it funny how, like, every time, you know, and as a fan, I guess every time you think you know how a fight's going to go, it's just it very rarely goes the way I expected it to like, there's always, I'm like, wow, that's not what I saw happening. I didn't see that. I got, you know, I, I didn't see Connor being beaten by leg kicks. Like, you know, you just, I, I never call it right.
0: No, I mean, it's, it's one of the most unpredictable sports in the world, if not the most unpredictable sport in the world. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy week of fights, man. I mean, just every fight, every main event was kind of went different than it, than it ought to, you know what I mean? Like I didn't expect Holloway and cater to be as crazy as it was. Oh. Um, Love watching that live that, that was, was like amazing watching something
3: special. Yeah. that was really when he was talking and again i was right there like cage side with dana when he was talking at dc and m and then he just gives a, a right hand to the face of cater and then starts moving back as he's coming out and it was something out of a movie i was like holy fuck!" Yeah. it was something to watch man
0: oh no and it was and it, the significance of it with it being on abc and or You know, right before it was right before Muhammad Ali's birthday. And there was that one picture that somebody put out where it was a comparison of a picture of Muhammad Ali fighting on ABC next to Max Holloway's. And you are correct. We did see something very special like this. This could go down in the history books as this sport goes on 50 years down the road. That might be like the picture when you open the MMA history books, like the Max Holloway, Calvin Cater fight, the first UFC fight on ABC. That it's It was something very, very special. So it was awesome to watch.
2: And it was much more competitive. Like, even though, it was, I mean, 50-43, 50-43, 50-42, I think. But Cater was still in it the whole time. Like, you never thought Cater didn't have a shot. Even though Max was putting on, you know, arguably the greatest performance of his career, you always knew that Cater was still in the fight. That's what made it so amazing, too, was that it was so one-sided, but it was still, you still felt like, yeah, Cater still
0: has a shot. I think, Matt, you'll really like this comparison I have. Calvin Cater is Boston's version of Ally Quinta. He has the, he's got some Iaquinta. He's got the toughness. He kind of the way he talks and you speak to him. He, he reminds me a lot of Al. He's so, it's like, you know, and when you say that, it's not just how the guy speaks and just kind of some of his mannerisms, yeah. but it's the dog in him. I mean, dude, caters as tough as they come and there's no way he was going to be out of that fight. You know, he's, he's a gamer. And I, I spend a lot of time with him on the flight home and, guy's got a good head on his shoulders man and you know and i'm confident after how much time talking to him you know and he's very honest with himself about the fight the guy's gonna grow from it he's gonna come back better for sure
3: well talk about coming back better i mean you you went on like a a
0: uh, an ass
3: kicking legend tour. Like when you took out Carlos Khan, who looked great over the weekend also. Yeah. But him, and, That was a great fight too. With him and Matt Brown, Diego Sanchez, RDA. And then now you take out another guy, your age, younger guy. Now well, these guys, are not that they are too old, but again, one of the guys that's a, a big prospect in Neil Magny. What's different. What is different at welterweight besides feeling depleted? Like I saw a great post by one of your former opponents is uh the great uh, Anthony Pettis. And he said, uh, it was, it was simple. It was uh, Michael, well, the weight Michael Kies is different. And that was it. It was awesome because it is, you're different.
0: Something's up. What's up? You know, I think it's um, with my style. I was, I was, it's inadequate for me to be, to be fighting at lightweight. I mean, as a grappler, as a guy with a grapple heavy attack, I got to be focusing on getting stronger and, you know, hitting the weights a little harder to you know, because when you get to a point, Matt, you know a lot of guys from a technical standpoint, everybody starts to have the same technique, and the people that pull away are the people that can do it better, when it be being faster, being stronger, and things of that sort. And so, once I got into that type of training, I just my body just started growing, and I'm I'm fighting myself, and I'm fighting my opponents, I'm battling the scale, and I'm just I'm complicating things for myself. And I think it's just part of like coming from that era where when I started training mixed martial arts. It was around the time when you sparred 10 rounds with a new partner every minute. It's around the time when you cut as much weight as you possibly can. It's, you know, it's like that early era of MMA where everything was so extreme. So I was honestly, I was like, I was like afraid to go up to 170. So, you know, thank you, Anthony Pettis. He's the guy that like, once he beat me, you know, no disrespect to him and his skills, but I'm like, something's got to change. You know, I just got, I got submitted by a striker. I'm, I'm supposed to be the guy doing the submitting. What is going on here? And the writing was on the wall the whole time. I have need to go up a weight class.
3: I think I remember that one. I remember I, I, this stands out in my head. You have like a towel on. you're like, this is the last time at 155. <laughs> I think there was that fight. Like this is it. This is before the fight. You know, <laughs> yeah. this, is this is the last time. So it's like it was Pettis is a fantastic fighter. But, dude, I had trouble making 155 towards the end. And I'm 5'6", dude. I know I'm kind of as wide as you at all, but <laughs> still, you're fucking... I'm up to you. Remember, i seen you over the weekend, I go, shit, man. I go, you guys are just bigger now. you like, not like you're a small welterweight. Yeah. Like, you're up to your shoulders, <laughs> man.
0: Which isn't big. That, that just awesome. shows how tough you are, man. I mean, come on. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> you won one of the most prestigious titles. You won the welterweight title, man. Look at the greats. Yeah,
3: I did all right.
0: <laughs> but, hey, listen. Hey, cancer. Uh... A couple of things
3: before I get into Mario Kart. I, I saw I, your your post-fight thing, and your, your it was your call out of Colby Covington, which I love the call out of him, but I thought it was kind of odd, the approach at it. Because you're a humble, nice guy. Not when you're fighting, that's when the savage comes out. But what are you talking about when you're saying, oh, oh no, it's a weird yeah. one. Because it was like, and I, it was... I, you know, there's no way on paper I should be able to beat him and in no world, but, but I have to fight guys, you know, in better than me to be champion. Dude, fuck that. What do you <laughs> think on no I It's a weird, call, it was a weird way of putting yeah. it, Kiyasa,
1: yeah.
3: It's weird. Are you just being humble in the approach? Because I don't know, man, you're great in fucking scrambles when guys are trying to put you down. Your jujitsu off the hook. You're one-armed uh, Kamoran people, legends like, I don't know, man, fuck that guy. I don't think on it. I don't know. I think you're underselling. I'll this, tell you this,
0: Matt. I'm confident in my skills. I'm confident I can beat any of these guys at the top of the heap. I, I look at each, I, I can look at each guy and I can tell you how I'm going to beat him. And I'm going to tell him what positions, what takedowns will work. And I've got, I've got it broken down. But to everybody thinking that I'm overkicking my coverage, it's like, yeah, I know why. You okay? Like on paper, this guy should be, yeah, this guy's this, he has this. Trust me, I understand why all you guys are saying that, you know, but Every fighter goes out there and says, well, I'm going to beat this. Like Everybody's used to that. But it's like, look, guys, I'll, yeah. I'll agree with you. I'm an underdog almost every fight. I can see why you guys think I'm crazy. I can see why you think I'm stepping above my league. I understand that. Yeah. But there's no – I can submit any man on the planet on any given night, and I believe that. And I, I, I think that there is a reason why I'm asking for Colby. A, he's in the position he's in, and B, stylistically, I'm a nightmare for him. I'm like, you got guys in the division – like Damian Maia, who can grapple, who's a jujitsu guy. And then you got your wrestlers like Usman and Colby. I'm in the middle of both of those styles. I'm, I'm the kryptonite to either of them because I can do both. I can wrestle you and stay on top. Nobody's even seen my guard yet. Like, if you, What's going to happen when you put me on my back? Are you going to be able to hold me down? Probably not. And if I decide I want to submit you, there's a good chance I can do that. I haven't even shown, I haven't shown all of my striking. I haven't shown any of my striking. I haven't shown my guard. There's a ton I haven't shown. And I believe that you put me in there with a guy like Colby Covington. I have the tools when it takes to not only beat him, I believe I can submit him. There, you got it out of me, Matt.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted. That's yeah. what the hell I wanted.
0: We got to get that out yeah. there
3: because I need to. So that's, of course, I knew you wouldn't walk into the cage feeling like, oh man, I, I'm the, the less equipped guy. Yeah. I just want that out there because that's like because I when you did it, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Then I'm like, what? The, man, what world yeah. are you talking about? I'm like, great. But I know. Hey, listen, man. I I knew. Kind of what you were saying but i kind
0: of just wanted to get more yeah
2: into it. i look at it almost from their point of view like yeah i know this is what you guys are thinking like i, I get it so you're acknowledging kind of this is the way you guys are i'm looking. an
0: underdog almost every fight honestly the only fight that i was an underdog in my i feel like in my whole ufc career is probably actually two probably the mitch clark fight and the diego sanchez fight every other fight it's like you know people doubt my skills and and, and i don't mind it i can see why but when the day comes that some guy can stop me from going to my wheelhouse, which is taking you down and now and grappling you. Wait till I I'm, wait till I gotta go to Plan B, and I gotta show you I can strike. Wait till I get taken down, and I gotta show you my guard. Like it, there's so much I haven't shown in my game, and I've seen damn near everybody's. Everybody's shown all their cards already. I haven't. You know what I mean? I. It's uh, it's exciting for me, man. I just try to stay very grounded um but i know i have the tools i know i have the tools to be any of these guys in the top five on any given night i have the skills
2: and you got to feel good too after because you, you know dropping two straight is is hard for anybody and i know that the doubt probably starts to creep and now you're on a four or five win streak but that's that's such an impressive thing you have to drop in a couple to turn it around as well as you have so that's got to be it's nice to have that stuff way in the rearview mirror
0: yeah you know the ultimate goal is a world title, but to get there, you gotta win, you gotta achieve small goals along the way. You gotta climb smaller, you gotta climb some smaller hills before you get to that grand peak. And uh getting that four fight win streak was something huge. I've never had I've never won four fights in a row in the UFC. It's always eluded me. Um finally getting a shot at a main event again, you know, I've only this is only my second main event. So getting that main event win it's like another small victory. And you got to compile these things to stack them up to get you to the get get you closer to the top. So um you know, and I can honestly say this fight, I've gone back and watched it a few times, and I'm pretty hard on myself. You know, even if a guy, it's like when I beat RDA, he goes out and says, oh, I had a terrible weight cut, and that's why he won. And I'll, I'll, I'll let that sink into my head and discredit myself in a lot of these fights, but I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud that after a year, after a year off, a major surgery that went bad, short notice, main event slot, I was not training for a five-round fight. I was training for a three-round fight. Two and a half weeks' notice. Got to ramp things up harder than before. I'm very proud of myself this fight, and I think that it's. I have a lot of room for growth, and I think that's going to be a lot of problems for a lot of people.
2: What do you think of the uh, of, of Burns Usman? That's we just had Gilbert on, and that, and that that's a great fight. He I think he deserves the uh, the shot. What what do you think of that? Uh,
0: I think Burns is one of the most dangerous welterweights, if not the most dangerous. I mean, the guy's an ultimate dual threat. He can knock you out. He's shown that he has a gas tank now. I mean, at 155, he had a couple of fights where he faded towards the later rounds of a three-round fight. We saw in the Tyron Woodley fight he can push a five-round pace. And when it comes to his jiu-jitsu, you go back and watch Gilbert Burns' gi jiu-jitsu matches, and they are violent. They are violent. When he goes for his grips, everything he does is fast and it's hard. And that translates to his fighting style. He's very violent with whatever he does, and now he has the gas tank to back that up. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting fight. I mean, and Usman's as dominant as they come. He's very solid. He can take a good punch, and uh, you know he. Uh, we'll see if he can nullify that that dynamic offense of Gilbert Burns. But I think it's going to be a tough fight for both guys. This fight, I, I, don't, I really don't see there being a blowout. I think this is going to be a tough one for both of them.
3: This is why he's Jimmy. This is why he's good with the suit and tie and the uh, the analyst work. Listen to Michael Piazza. <laughs> Right, you're good with Thank that, you, sir. Michael. Thank you got you. a, you have a, a future in that when this is all over. It's far from over no just but when it is shit, man. And you're even doing that in the downtime, right? Like you did they approach you like, oh, you want to just work the desk like this time and that time? How does that work? Yeah,
0: yeah, they, they come to me now. Um, I know I campaigned for it pretty hard early on. I had uh, I think I had a couple post fight speeches where I got on the mic, I was like, yo, what do I gotta do to get behind the desk? It's something I've always wanted to do <laughs> ever since I was an ultimate fighter. I talked to John Anik about it. I was like, Someday I'm such a nerd about this sport, man. Like before I mean, you know, before I was ever even training. I would get on dog and read the forums. I'm studying guys' records, and I knew who they fought and how they beat him. And I've just—I've always been that way. And uh, if I'm going to put everything into this sport, I'm going to try to get everything I can out of it. And uh, it's an honor coming from you guys that you know I sound knowledgeable and know what I talk uh, know what I'm talking about. So I pride myself on that.
3: Yeah, man, you look very natural with it, man. And I—and again, I've done it like twice, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> it looks so hard. <laughs> I do. The, uh, my ADD—they're thing in your ear and they're talking oh, to it's you. So and- hard. Oh, get me the fuck out of there. I'm so happy. I'll never do that again. But you are phenomenal at (laughs) it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And I'm starting to get into podcasting too. So that's to get more reps outside of that. I I just always feel like when these events get over, there's something I want to say that no one else is saying that I feel like it, it has some type of substance to it. So, gotta just let my voice be heard and uh so I'm making into some podcasting here soon that's why I got like this fancy little thing here and you know I got some stuff Yeah yeah me.
3: what is is it do you have it yet did you have one yet what kind like of it? mic you have
0: uh it this is a yeti by blue i got it from my yep. fiance yeah. so i'm i'm like
2: Gee, uh <laughs> with mics
0: Gee, it was, <laughs> so, so it's, it's fun man I'm
3: just, like, just, like ooh <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit,
0: man. but yeah this will be fun man um you know, it'll be fun. It's uh it's it's an exciting time for me. You know how it is, Matt. I just I just hit thirty-three and I feel like I'm still getting better. I feel like I'm still still oh, a lot yeah. left than I think. And yeah, you know how it Shit, is. man. man.
3: Like Jimmy says, I was 35 knocking out Trigg. I do say
2: that. I say it a lot. (laughs)
3: He brings that up a lot. I
0: love that.
3: He's embarrassing that he brings it up a lot. I seen Trigg when I
2: was away. Yes, you did. It looked like you were ready to have some shit with him, but then he (laughs) no, no, no. (laughs) All right. I gave him. I
0: I like Trigg. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. You know what's cool about Trigg is I really enjoy seeing retired fighters being officials and judges. I think that that is very nice to say. (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna say eat <laughs> and eat and eat that's a fact. but it's cool to see a guy that's such a veteran officiating fights. those, those guys uh, not the, there's some good officials in the sport now, but I think we need guys that have experience at, at a high level in their calling the fights and judging as well I know Ricardo Almeida works as a judge in New Jersey sometimes. Yeah, so I think that it's true. good for the sport, you know what I mean we need it, it opens up more opportunities for guys to have stuff. Have, a, have have income they can generate once their career is yeah. over and, and it's better for the fighters because i feel like those guys know more than anyone
3: i like during quarantine that you're kicking it old school with sam cecilia playing mario Kart. <laughs> yeah where i saw your teammate he brought me in there to you guys yeah, yeah. i was wandering the halls and the first thing i told you jimmy i let them know I go. You kids got to get with yeah. you guys. Uh, you got to get with up to date with this shit. You got to visit my room. I got, in my room. I had my Oculus Quest, too, and that's the
0: virtual reality. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yes, uh, it sounds. so much fun. Maybe I'll go buy one. I got a win bonus, so maybe I'll just go snag one to put up here in the studio. Even Jimmy's got one. Jimmy plays his little lightsaber game. I see that. That's, I did that's,
2: get that's one. The one that looks fun it's like. Oh, that's Beat Saber. Yeah, that's really good but I almost broke my hand on playing. I was doing a Vader immortal and I was doing like a a lightsaber thing. And I broke the barrier and I forgot that there's not open black space. It's my fucking (laughs) kitchen counter. Man, I'm 52 years old. I almost broke my hand pretending i had a lightsaber it, uh, so you got to be careful with it
0: and may the force be with you man <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah that really that was an embarrassing rude awakening if, if you have enough room it's definitely worth doing it, you can have a little bit of space, dude
0: it freaks me out i tried on my coach had like the first samsung vr goggles and the only time i've ever done anything with the vr stuff and it was like a, a three it was like a vr um like a movie preview for the new jungle book I put it on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool or whatever. And I turn around and then this freaking gorilla reached out It was like, oh, no, yeah. yeah. Like, my body's <laughs> natural reaction, like, it just freaked out. Like, I wasn't like, oh, that's a gorilla. Like, it's so real. It came at me. I, like, jumped back. It just, like, it freaked me out, man. Jimmy's
3: trying to get that with porn. So you
2: can have <laughs> I, That was going to
0: be my next question, dude. That was going to be my next question. Who's jumped on Pornhub with the Oculus on, man?
2: I have not done VR <laughs> porn yet because I'm afraid I won't come back. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm afraid that they'll just, they'll just find me dead, (laughs) no food or water, my fucking pants off, It's embarrassing. (laughs) Looks like you. So yeah, dude, I haven't looked at it once. For that reason, I'm like, I don't want to know what I'm missing. Like I know it's probably great, and I got into enough trouble on computer screens and with VCR. Like I don't need 3D. I just don't need it.
0: Hey, if I ever gonna make 55, if I ever gonna make 55 again, Oculus porn with plastics on. Yeah, yeah, that would probably do it. You're not gonna <laughs> come little, out and eat. Throw out a little throw a little sweet sweat, you'll be good to go.
3: <laughs> oh man, I can't put that on, man. I got a, a, a full house over there. Because somebody, yeah. somebody comes in, it's not like you you won't even stop because you got the thing on <laughs> you keep going. It's not like somebody comes in, you put down a yeah. laptop or something. No, you know, no, right, Jimmy. This is no church history. Law.
0: Just imagine if the if your old lady comes in, just socks you. You just don't even know it's coming. You're just Punch like, the clown I and she it. just walked up and tip- drop. It.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's with two of her friends. They want to tell you something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come try Mike's new Oculus. And then they just walk in. I'm just <laughs> dropping the suspect. <sesame.
2: laughs> oh shit, man. Look, man, it was good. Uh, congratulations. That was a great, grueling fight. It was a grueling fight. Um, but you looked incredible and so really happy for your four straight wins. And it'll be very interesting to see if you get Colby or whoever you get. um, Obviously, you're going to uh, – I know you want to fight higher up. So uh, – Hopefully, we'll know something soon for you and and have something else lined up. Yeah, It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah,
0: thank you, man. It's good to be on there, and I appreciate the high praise, but you said it best, man. I won't take anything outside the top five at this point. I think it's time for me to stake my claim as a contender, and uh, whether it's Colby or anybody else, man, um, you know, you're expecting a tough fight. So, thank you for having me on. I'm sorry I was late, man. I'm so sorry I was late. I was like, what is going on? Like,
3: fuck that. When are you starting up your podcast? When is that starting I
0: think that we're going to be getting some stuff going here in the next week, so – what, what's the? Do you have a name of it yet? Um, not yet. Um, so I'm actually doing two. I'm doing one, um, with my buddy Joe, who he's a, the sports anchor for KHQ News out here in Spokane, and then uh, the other one's going to be me and a big name guy. <gasps> who, who is it? Say. Chip, Chip, <laughs> I can't say. Who is I this? can't say. It's top secret. Okay. Wait, but big name. Guys. Wait a second. <laughs> can you say, wait, can you say? Wait. Can you say what soon? they do? Are they fighters? I can't tell you. I can it, It'll let's be see. another. It'll be another fighter. But that's all I can say. And uh, I can't. You tell us. I can't. Right, who is it? Well, let's guess. Nah, How about we saving guess? this for that that cock <laughs> of <body>. Hawaii? <laughs> break guess. the news here. Oh, I can't. Break the news. I can't here. break it yet. But trust me, Matt. When when I can, yes. I will tell you. But it's gonna be a good one, man. And I'm really excited about it. I'm really like uh, trying is to broaden it, my. Is horizon. it a UFC
3: fight? The UFC fighter. He
2: won't say. He won't he say.
0: What's that? What's that? The rouser of the, the, the okay. UFC. I'm not going to guess. It's a UFC fighter. It's <gasps> Michael <gasps> Chandler. <laughs>
2: no. Wait.
0: Well, Mike and Mike show would be good, though. There's a lot of The
3: Mike and Mike That's show. Right. We guess.
0: Just give us like a wink. And gonna- <laughs> I can't. Uh, won't be able to tell because I got a black eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, listen.
2: I like- Davidson <laughs> and Figueredo. I'm just going to oh. throw
0: names out. It's Figaretto, isn't it?
2: Yep, it's Davidson Figueroa.
0: Have you seen the size of his head? That guy has a great <laughs> That dude has <laughs> a, got he a big scald man. He dude, yeah, that guy's got a big head. And hey, he's freaking scary looking.
3: Hey, Michael Chiesa, is this podcast you're doing with this unnamed person? Is <laughs> it gonna be about just MMA or is it gonna be about pop culture? Like me and Jimmy like to talk about different shit. Is it gonna be about strictly MMA? What is it gonna be about?
0: this one will be very sport related and it'll be really good okay it'll be the production value will be great and i think you guys will enjoy it it's gonna be good i know who it is no i have Henry idea oh my Cormier. god
3: no has
0: one right. ah. Cormier already has one but me and dc Shit. would be sick me and dc be good all, all right good we'll call
2: domina cruz we said hello <laughs> Um, it's not Dominic Cruz. Your
0: of Faber would never let that happen. He'd be like, "Yo, what are you doing?" What are you oh, do they do to one
2: you? together? I don't even know. Okay,
0: shit. I think Faber and Cruz should do a, a podcast together. They can. Oh right, are they yeah they, they don't.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah I, I be think better, you're saying they so. did one together. um
0: no, 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 no. What a well, stupid
2: ass the... forgot they don't like each other. I know. <laughs> Give me a money. <laughs> Why are like, oh, doing one together? <laughs> Dude, it's
0: but it's not the craziest thing. <laughs> Everyone has a
2: fucking podcast now, so it's not crazy. I know. You do hey, it's,
0: it's a good thing to do. But little Muhammad's podcast is actually a lot of fun too. He does oh. that. Remember the show. It's, it's pretty fun. I like Bahel Muhammad. Yeah. But, now what is he? Baham. Yeah. he. I said, well, he does that. Rem, remember, remember the show. He does like a game show. I think he had Aljo on so, the last show. He, I, he's, I'm so burnt, man. When
3: I was in, when I was in Abu Dhabi, he asked me to be on. I'm a fuck. am something wrong with me. He asked.
0: I'm like, Oh, does he have a show? He asked me. So I'm going to do that. It's a game show. Yeah, it's like a game show, and it's a lot of fun. He's he's an eccentric guy. He does a good job. So, yeah, he's he's a uh, – yeah, yeah, definitely get back to him. I'm going to – no, fun. I
3: told him when I'm home. We'll do it because I didn't know the – shit, man. I am – I don't know who you are, but I'm <laughs> fucking jet lagged,
0: dude. How I, are you? I was up at 4 a.m. this morning. I just can't get – I can't get it right. I get so – I was falling asleep during Chandler versus Hooker somehow. I was, like, sitting in my fiance's house, of course, had a couple shots of whiskey, but I was like – Sitting up like dozing off, like I can barely stay up past eight o'clock. But when he dropped when he dropped hooker, I just about jumped out of my seat. Yeah. Like, all right, all right, I'm awake. I'm awake.
3: Holy yeah, God. holy oh, shit, man. Now nah, we'll get it. We'll get it down, man. But I got that jet lag too, dude. I've been sleeping in intervals. you know? Yeah, it's
0: tough. I'm gonna try to push through today and just try to get on a normal sleep schedule. But yeah, just. It's, you just get so used to that 12 hour difference. And in the rooms, the, the curtains don't black out. So it's like the sleep I got there wasn't the best. And I'm sure you were I, there through the 23rd, weren't you? Or did you come home? No, no, I got you out of there. Us, I was,
2: was going to play with you home, right? Oh, yeah. Was, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. They don't have
2: blackout curtains. That would make me crazy. That would make me crazy. It,
0: it's good curtains, but there's just the light. The windows are big, and the light kind of creeps in. And those poor guys that fought on the on the 23rd had to deal with the race cars that night. <laughs> they had like oh. the F1. yeah, and they had an earlier start time. Uh, I think the main, I mean, the main card was 12 hour difference West Coast, so the main card started at 7 a.m. There, they had the cars out on the track at night.
3: I'm going to take a nap after
2: this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I
3: wear I'm
2: tired too. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yes,
3: listen, man, you're the man. Congrats yes. on a great Congratulations. win. Congratulations. Neil Magny. I can't wait to see what's next. I hope it's Colby, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, man. I hope so too. And, you know, Matt, maybe I'll make my way over head east and uh, Look,
3: make
1: always your welcome, brain a little dude. bit.
0: I would love to, man. I, I, I tell the I tell the Long the Strong Island boys all the time, man, one of these days I'm going to come over and spend a couple weeks, get some work and it'd be great.
3: Let me know, dude. Always welcome, brother.
0: Awesome. And best of luck to you guys headed into that title fight, man. You know me. I'm, 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 some, I'm like a, I'm the transplant Sarah Longo guy on the other yeah, side. Yeah, of yeah. But, but yeah, pulling Definitely. for Aljo, man. Looking forward to it. So good luck yeah. to you guys in his camp.
3: Thanks so much, man. I'm so excited for him.
0: Yeah. So too, Michael. Bro. Take well, care, well, well, Michael. Good, good talking to much, you. All right. Peace out, guys. Thank you for having me on. I was
3: saying before, Juliano Pena. I mean she had the you know, she 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 got taken down early by Sarah McMahon or and, and she just she she showed a well-rounded skill set. And when she had a chance to get on top, she took advantage of it, man. I think that girl's she's she's really looking great lately. I'm happy that she's back in the mix, you know? all right um what else do we got to talk about is that we had a pretty good show jimmy
2: yeah yeah we'll talk Here's more on. wednesday and uh yes. i'm back buddy i'm I happy you're you. back i missed you too what do you want to plug nothing to if look you look. want some chip chippers and ringtones they're up on Chipchipperson.com. and um they really uh they bother people a lot so if you want ringtones they're gonna really annoy people that's go to ChipChiperson.com.
3: it's interesting yeah Oh, yeah. shit, man. Well, listen, I'm doing cameos still because I oh, like yeah. that. I'm singing. I'm doing little medleys. I'm having yeah. nice conversations. I ramble. Sometimes I, I've been known to ramble, and I okay. very rarely do take twos. So I go, look, <laughs> I might be rambling, but if you listen on Filton and whatever, you know me, then yeah. this is what you kind of want.
2: You know, you're getting what you pay for.
3: Yeah, 100%. And then some. Jimmy, love you, buddy. It's so good to be
2: back with you. you. Happy you're back, man. I'll talk to you soon.
3: You didn't say it back, though. I love you very much. Okay, Jimmy. Sorry to point that out. I'll see you (laughs) Wednesday.
2: Bye. Take care, buddy. Later, buddy.